0: Welcome, everyone, to the first ever episode of the Before the Tones podcast. I'm your host, Ben Moorhead. With me is my co-host, Lieutenant Phil Marchand, and my other co-host, Devin Shipper. Uh, We started a podcast, and people keep asking me, why do we start a podcast? What are we going to do? And I've kind of told them, that's a great question. Um, We're kind of figuring that out as we go. But how about you guys? Has anybody ever told you uh, you guys should write a book or you should write some of this stuff down? Because I've gotten that before. And actually, members of our department have written a book. I believe Jim Hayden is a best-selling author. Of uh, his book he wrote a few years ago. Hero
1: pants, Nobel Peace Prize winner too. That's I believe so. I believe it's a New York Times at least, so. you know, at least he's up for it. So, anyways,
0: that's kind of what I think this is. This is gonna be. We're gonna. There's so many great stories, uh, so many laughs and stuff that we're gonna hopefully highlight and tell. Uh, it's not our stories. It's not for us. It's for it's for the people uh, that we work with. Uh, for them to give a chance to tell some of their moments. So we're gonna have some exciting guests. We're gonna have current members. We're gonna have former members. We're gonna have people of the public anyone and everyone uh would be welcome but we are a fire ems first responder based podcast and uh with that we got a very exciting today, guest today uh lieutenant john nelson from the community risk reduction uh he's going to be here with us but before we bring john on uh let's introduce you guys uh lieutenant lieutenant marchand phil yep uh go ahead and give us a brief introduction of yourself
2: brief uh, w- and yeah, if you know how to be brief think, ever yeah, 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 in your life if ever briefed. this is time um yeah so lieutenant phil Marsh and i've been on uh on sioux city fire for 20 years so a little bit longer than these guys um uh currently out at uh, station four so you might have seen some of our stuff uh getting on youtube and facebook that we've been doing lately again you know ben touched really good as far as why are we doing a podcast why do you want to do this stuff and it, it is it's for it's for our people to get some information out to our people uh that maybe some people at the outhouses and stuff don't realize what's going on it's for the public to see all the things that scfr does because i think there's a lot of things what we've seen in the last fire prevention week and, and people come through for tours there's so much stuff even the life uh day in life which we'll talk about later um that people have no idea what we do that they don't see so this is a way for us to bring information to the public uh and then also too you know it is for the for the fire service and fire a firefighter community and stuff so there is going to be some fun to it uh so we kind of an entertainment but yeah but on the job 20 years um, it's the greatest job on earth, and, and I would I would tell anybody, highly advise anybody to do it. It's to, especially if you love to get back to your community and, and uh, um, have a purpose for, for mm-hmm. what you do. And so, feel originally from Minnesota, right? Uh, yeah, God's country up in northern Minnesota, about an hour and a half of the south of the Canadian border. Okay, so. and what, what brought you down to Sioux City? The job, be flat out. I got uh, I was I was applying for fire jobs at the time. Uh, Sioux City was the closest at home, so that's, I mean, I, I got hired in the home 600 miles from home, so that's, awesome. that's what brought me here.
0: All right, Devin, Devin's a little firefighter blood in your family. Um, tell us a little bit about kind of where you're from and what brought you here to Sioux City.
1: All right, well, uh, I grew up in Spencer, Iowa. My father, Dave Shipper, was a state fire investigator for about 18 years um grandfather was chief in Lamar's before that now my father is chief in Lamar's. mars mm-hmm. so really i didn't have really an option to do anything else yeah. no. no, you know what about i what i been grand- struck by it since i was a kid yeah was, is not it, uh,
2: it kind of is it always said that shippers didn't create fire but you created on how to put fire yeah, how to put them out yeah, this yeah, wasn't your grandpa's uh your
1: grandpa's dad was yeah, fire chief in yeah, Lamar's too yeah. so uh, big yeah. Long
0: line there. Yeah. but uh, you, know, you know that scene from Forrest Gump where Lieutenant Dan is talking about how all his dads <laughs> died in battle? Not, hope not the, hopefully not <laughs> the dying part. We did cut that out, right? No, yeah. not that part. But that's that's why I always imagine. I imagine yeah. the, the yeah. shipper,
1: the shipper uh, family bloodline. It's a family business. Yeah, so. it's, uh, that's as a whole. That's even here in Sioux City. We have multiple people, multiple yeah. generations on the job. We currently have members, you know, mm-hmm. fathers, daughters, brothers, cousins. Yeah. We have all that on the job right now. Yeah, so, we got you, a... Be deep in tradition with family bloodline, and that's and not just here, that's that's, that's, that's everywhere. The that's fire service. service it's one of the oldest traditions, yeah. And the fire service is yeah. so it's gonna be a family job. So, yeah. so uh, I've been on just about a little over eight years now. I currently drive truck three on third shift, um, mm-hmm. hardest working crew. On the he's one whole of those job, guys, so, train, train and probies, yeah. Yeah,
0: we would have read a book, but we
2: got a couple of truck guys here, and yeah, we. I know, if we, we needed this, yeah I would say we needed the coloring inside the lines maybe, maybe we to If you're going to be dumb, that. you got to be tough. <laughs> and we're, all, we're the toughest. So. Yeah. Awesome. That's the way it goes. Well, we got our first
0: guest, Lieutenant John Nelson from the Community Risk Reduction Bureau. So without further ado, we'll bring on John right now. Hey, everyone, welcome John Nelson. Well,
3: thank you guys. Hey, Long time listener, first time guest, I appreciate it. <laughs> when, when you
0: got notified you were going to be on today, was that the best phone call you've gotten all year about yeah. news?
1: Probably the best email I received. Best email you've yeah. ever received. Even second best than, phone call. Better than getting promoted. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's the second best phone call.
0: So, John, you are currently in the Community Risk Reduction Bureau. So you got your khakis on right now. Um, was that something that you wanted to do? Is that like how at any point in your career
3: that you like said, "Hey, I want to go to the, the bureau and so it's, fire investigation and fire prevention"? It's always uh, been an interest of mine. Uh, the second year on the job, I actually went off to the National Fire Academy in Emmitsburg, Maryland, and did the Origin and Cause class. Mm-hmm. So it's a two-week course out there, and I mean, it's, it's pretty intense, and especially being new to the career fire service, I mean, we're already learning a lot, and just another thing to add to the plate, which I'm, I'm fine with. I'm always engaged with active learning. I think it's important that we're continually trying to do better as far as making ourselves better for the job, for our community and the people that we serve. Um, being being promoted gave me an opportunity to get down into the community risk reduction mm-hmm. and actually see a different aspect of the fire department. Um, suppression thinks that they do all the work. I was actually, I actually kind of found out that it's more than just suppression. Uh, prevention is a major component to the fire service. Um, if we were 100% proficient at us being good at prevention, we wouldn't need suppression. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, look at it. absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I like it, that. Uh, yeah, it gives us some, a different way to look at things. So, so John, originally from Minnesota as well. Right. Did I not would, go I would laundry,
0: agree with God's country. Did not go to elementary school with Phil. I did not. You say no, if you're not okay. from the
2: range, it's not really
3: Minnesota. Yeah, it's I like he's from Minnesota. Like, yeah. so, so, if he so, doesn't have an so accent,
1: Canada. it's not really Minnesota. It's Southern Canada. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. So, what, what brought <laughs> you down <laughs> to Sioux City?
3: Um, initially, I came down and went to college at Briarcliff. Mm-hmm. I was going to be a nurse. But through my studies, I found I was better at the networking aspect of the nursing. So, I switched my major to business administration and graduated mm-hmm. from Briarcliff and moved back up to uh, Mankato, Minnesota. 'cause, you know, I'll go back to the motherland, right? Mm-hmm. Um, while I was in Mankato I got on the volunteer service up there. Yeah. They're a combination department. And I became a resident volunteer. And what that means is I stayed at the firehouse. I actually lived there at yep. station three. And I worked the ten shifts a month. My shift would just start at six PM in the evening and work till seven A.M. the next day. Cool. So it gave me a different opportunity as a volunteer to yep. you know, still serve the community. And get more, I don't know, hands-on mm-hmm. experience in the fire service. Yeah. What got
1: What got you interested in the fire service then? If you were like initially <laughs> nursing, and then you got went to
3: Mankato and Yeah, great question. Um, I work construction my entire life. My dad has his own construction company, and he also does farming. So I'm I'm used to working outside with my hands. Uh, nursing, I like the healthcare aspect of things. I wasn't focused enough on the, the nursing aspect when I was in college. So after college, I had to figure out something I wanted to do. My mm-hmm. first job, I absolutely hate it and I needed to figure out my life. I was 25 years old and didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. And The only thing I really enjoyed, I enjoyed helping people and nursing wasn't my avenue anymore. So I got my EMT and then like, well, what what can I do with my EMT and the fire department was looking for volunteers and threw my hat in the ring. And yeah. cool. that's where it all started. And then when I get hyper-focused on something, I really like dig in. So yeah. I had tested all over the United States. Okay. Um, when I was testing, the recession was happening. So yep. they weren't hiring as many people. Um, it was, it was kind of funny. I emailed uh, Patty after I had interviewed here in Sioux City and that's kind of where we were in the hiring process. That day, called back with a conditional offer, and then Mankato, the combination department, mm-hmm. offered me on the same day The conditional offer. Well, when it rains, it course, right? Right. So yeah, was, of course, of course it did. It was, Boom, this is easy, right? Yeah, yeah. right, and I had <laughs> a pregnant office. wife at home, newly married, <laughs> so yep. there, was, there was hardly any decisions to make. Gotcha. But Sioux City is offered more opportunity for uh, development and growth, especially yep. professionally. So we made the decision together to come down to Sioux City here we are. Perfect. Awesome. What, what, so what what year did you come on? Uh, 2011. Or yeah.
0: Okay. Who 7, 11,
3: 11. and who was your probationary? Crew? Greg Zobly, Lieutenant Greg, Greg. He was your partner.
0: Yeah. Okay. Then who was your who was your crew?
3: My crew would be uh, Lieutenant Culbertson, Lieutenant Voloshin at the time, our yep. Captain. Uh, Captain Johnson was driving engine three. Uh, Al Kinsey was driving truck three. Yeah. So there's some there's some names in there. Yeah. yeah. Father,
0: did it, Ed ever give you the disappointed father look?
3: Oh my goodness! Such a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. You never wanted to make dad mad. It, it was like it was letting your dad down. As I red, know. As as red as it, this it, table. Exactly. Yeah. What it was. Yeah. I would say that's pretty accurate. But the great thing about Ed, though, he'll discipline or you know get kind of frustrated with us, and like an hour later, like I even told Greg one day, he's like about an hour we're gonna have. Lieutenant Voloshan coming by or back here and apologizing for getting upset with us. Yeah. Like, He's such a great guy in that yeah. regard. We love you, uh, Ed. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the one
2: good thing, he always knew where he stood with Eddie. Even when he came out to fours as the house captain out there and, and mm-hmm. as a new lieutenant and stuff. Because uh, I drove Fred for about a month before I got promoted. But even at that point, you know, anytime he'd come to, I always knew that even if, if he wasn't talking, I still wasn't in trouble with him because he didn't flat out. Because he'll tell you, like, if you did something wrong, you know, but he, and he's very firm, firm, but fair. And like you said, yeah, you, the disappointed dad and you feel bad, but he'll come and, I'm sorry. You yeah, know, we, we can, can talk do. about things, as, you know, yeah, fantastic officer and stuff. Yeah, like I that. had Ed, so I enjoyed working for
3: Ed down there yeah. too.
0: So uh, yeah, yeah no. one of, it
3: was like probation stressful cause it's new and for me, from being from Mankato at the time, mm-hmm. you know, you're away from home, any family. Uh, like I said, we had a newborn at home. Yeah. So you have Just a new child, first child. Yep. Uh, new position, now you're an at-will employee for a year. You buy a house. Oh, yeah, why yeah, not? Yeah, of course. Know, yeah. Kind of, well, there was a flood happening in Sioux City, so there was no room yeah. for rent. <laughs> uh, homes were getting bought up yeah. uh, for cash around me in my price range, so yep. I had literally like three homes to choose from, and that's kind of how we ended up where we are living now. Perfect.
0: So you're, on, you're on Lawton, right? Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, we got some icebreaker questions for
1: you. I know we kind of been...
0: Hit you with a few early ones, but Devin, what do you got over there?
1: I want to know what does a normal day look like for you in the CRR? Getting serious
3: now, yeah. all right?
1: Well, fire prevention month aside because that's a whole other that's yeah, right? A, so.
3: I found out it's a different beast all in the yeah. zone. Um, for me, like you, we all plan our days, even in suppression, like we know kind of a general idea of what we're going to do or what we, what we need to accomplish during the day. The same thing, a rule, applies with community risk reduction. We have you know inspections and other appointments throughout the day that we need to get done but you know things always seem to get in the way. Like Um, a guy
1: might call you while he's out inspecting and say dude uh, I need some help at this address and
3: I don't know if anyone should be living in this place, right? Right, so we get that quite often. Um, If there's a fire during the day we'll go out there and you know be a safety officer while the suppression is actually you know knocking down the fire and getting it put out and then we do our investigation after that uh, we're you know talking to people on scene and trying to develop any witnesses and getting statements in that regard as well but for our day you know we have commercial inspections to get done we have the real fun ones obviously because after suppression goes yeah. and sends it all back to us. Yeah, if we can't get them in three visits, then you're usually getting the
0: the not easy ones. Mm-hmm. Right. So
3: that that that's pretty time consuming in of itself. And then, you know, we're also doing emergency planning with businesses. Uh, we're going to the hotels, making sure that they have mercy plans in place, which some do, some don't. But that's why we're here. We're you know we're in the prevention aspect of things. Uh, we'll be doing. Uh, finals on sprinkler systems Mm -hmm. fire alarm panels that's actually what I have to do after this is go out to another grocery store that's gonna be opening up this weekend and make sure everything's up to par in that regard Um, we do our safe home inspections can you
2: can you talk let's you know you you hit on uh, you said the emergency planning um, for businesses and stuff so let's you know hit on that safe home a little bit and stuff. And you know, because emergency planning is not just you know it's what you guys and you guys are helping businesses for, you know it with it their emergency planning. Both so you the know, residential land, yeah. The so social of things. you know, what what as far as the, the safe home program and stuff, that's in the emergency planning for at home. I and mean, what do we?
3: So it's stuff that we'll come out and identify any potential uh, fire hazard or risk for. Uh, that resident um, it's a it's a free service that we offer we will go over you know proper disposal of uh, smoking uh, like cigarettes and whatnot and uh, you know proper cooking techniques the limited use of extension cords uh, we'll go over the space heaters we'll also install up to you know two smoke to, smoke alarms or yeah smoke alarms in the homes uh, at no charge okay that's yeah and that's uh and
2: who okay and, even, and i know like in and you know you guys have have your job and you guys make contacts a lot of times and stuff but that's also then um you know us on the rigs and stuff in the stations that we go out and we do you know that that smoke alarm program that initiative that big push started how many how many years ago have we've been doing how many years have we been doing smoke alarms now well it's been a little while it's about been about eight years now. maybe yeah. yeah but the, um, the because... amount, do we have numbers do we know how many smoke alarms that we've
1: We've put I don't in know, I procedures. mean we distributed, okay. but I know like
3: we'll make a big push with the Red Cross, we'll find mm-hmm. an, an area that can be population dense and be super effective with our distribution of smoke alarms and we also recognize a higher risk area that may benefit more from us going around in that community and installing the smoke alarms as opposed mm-hmm. to other areas in town. Yeah, we, we've gone to
0: fires, I know, that have Sioux City Fire installed smoke alarms in them, mm-hmm. so well, yeah, okay. that's always, that's a huge win for us. And we have to, you know, and They don't do us any
3: good sitting in our in no. boxes on the shelves, well, we can get yeah. them in the homes. Well, and they need to be in homes, you know,
2: if you look at uh, different construction types now, right? Um, and you look at like Forest District, we have a lot of legacy construction homes, a little bit older homes, you know, 30, 40, 50 years, 100 years old homes. It's a, like, you know, legacy construction, dimensional lumber, you know, natural fibers on all the uh, furniture and stuff and and mm-hmm. typically compartmentalized, right? So the homes are broken up. Mm-hmm. All, you know, those homes you had anywhere, I think for anywhere, for, it's like 20 to 40 minutes to get out of your home in case of a fire. Still should have a working smoke alarm, should have a, still have a escape plan. New construction homes, because all the synthetic materials, the lightweight construction, although built very economical and tight for, uh, you know, utility costs, heating, cooling, stuff for the homeowner and built very strong, um, they are right now, because like I said, the lightweight construction, synthetic materials, you have only two to three minutes to get out of your home Mm -hmm. uh, in the case of a fire. So extremely, extremely important to have that working smoke alarm because, you know, in the middle of the night when you're asleep and all your senses are asleep and everything
3: else, the only thing that's gonna potentially wake you up is that working smoke alarms. Yeah. And you know, to touch on that a little bit too, it's important to practice different ways out of the home in case of an emergency. You know, we're all, we all are creatures of habit. We're used to going in and out of our residence. You know, typically for me, for example, I enter and exit through the garage of my house. And then almost every day. It's not very often I use the front door or my door to the back patio. Mm-hmm. It's, so if emergency happens, our brain's going to be focused on going in and out of that same door where yep. if we can practice at least two different ways out of the residence that can, you know, correlate to like muscle memory or like, Oh, this way is not available, but there is another way. We're not really having to think as much. We just react to it. Yep. Uh, especially if, if we have younger children, it's important to practice with them. Do a, do a fire drill, you know, day and do one at night. It doesn't have to be every month, but you know, every six months, just to kind of get them refreshed in their mind, you know, there's different ways out of the home and, you know, emergencies happen at different hours of the day and night and make sure we have a meeting spot. Uh, we go to schools all the time and ask kids, you know, do you have a meeting spot? Nope. 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 Well, it's important for, especially for us, right? When we come sure. on scene for accountability, mm-hmm. I mean, we have accountability on the fire ground. Be nice if we go to a residence when all this chaos is happening, yeah to say hey is everybody out as opposed to saying i don't know i don't know where anybody's at they have meeting spots say a fixed meeting spot like a tree or something say Mm -hmm. we're all here at the tree you know johnny jill max is all here we're good yeah and that's a great
1: tip even for our members getting on scene we might get a little might get a little tunnel vision at times but checking around seeing who's around say hey do you live here Mm -hmm. is everyone Mm -hmm. out do you know that sort of thing So, so john
0: uh that's fire prevention. So let's get into fire investigation. What is the, what's the diehard of your job? What, what really
3: gets, you know, so when or, does it get exciting in the Bureau? I guess the origin and cause is, you know, part of the investigation yeah. is really That's your guys's moment. like kneeling down to figure out what, what started the fire and how it actually happened because yeah. when we get a scene, you know, it's, it's pretty messy, mm-hmm. right? It's down and dirty. and. We're trying to find such small items where it could possibly be the origin cause of the yeah. fire. And this is after
0: twenty-seven, around twenty-one-ish, brute firefighters who don't care about that <laughs> yeah. go in with hoses and tools and just go I'm barbaric, like I'm, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, throwing doors, whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna break this window. I'm gonna pull this ceiling. I'm gonna. Oh, there's a window air conditioner. Why better hit that with a the nozzle and push that out the window?
3: You know, right, like, and that's why we're in. That's the, our playtime. We're in the prevention aspect of things. Correct. That's where all the brains go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in all yes. seriousness, I do have a great appreciation yeah. for what
1: you guys are doing, mm-hmm. just because I watched my dad do it so long. So that helped give me at least a little base of, hey, don't be messing everything up every yeah. chance you get. Mm-hmm. And it's
3: totally different too, because you know I'm not that far removed from suppression where I don't. I guess I didn't realize how much they actually do downtown. You know, we always sure. give them a hard time. It's like, yeah, yeah, you guys have Flex Friday, go golfing every Friday. <laughs> yeah. I have not been golfing once this year. <laughs> yeah, lunch yeah, at K-Hills every right. day. Right, yeah, <laughs> it does not happen. No, okay. but, We're not sponsored by K-Hills, by the way, I don't know if you can say that. <laughs> We're working on sponsors. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's a different aspect and it's, it's very enjoyable. I do appreciate my time. There's so much stuff to actually learn that it can be a little overwhelming, mm-hmm. um, especially when for me, I want to come in and be able to give back to the team. Yeah, where it, it almost feels like I'm on probation all over again. Yeah, because I mean, there's different aspects as far as like grant writing. We don't do much grant writing mm-hmm. in suppression. I mean, absolutely, I was down there two weeks, like, Oh, you have a grant to write. like, Okay, <laughs> oh, how do we do this? Mm-hmm. Well. <clears throat> Thank goodness we've had a great team down there They put together, you know, job aids as far as, you know, how to do things, like at least allow you to muddle through it. Mm-hmm. And then you just build off of that. You yeah. Know, just like anything. You try it once, you'll probably, probably fall on your face, but mm-hmm. you have a good group of people around around you to pick you back up and help you out. Because when you first got in there, that was, was it this last spring? summer um may
0: may yeah and then if i remember right like there was a there was like a there, there, was, was, there was a fire week yeah and <laughs> everything was burning down in the city so you got plenty of experience right hours. everybody I thought i was a fire like bug five straight shifts in a row that
3: is that's a great point too because when you're on suppression and you're working every third day mm-hmm. you don't realize like how busy the other crews are as well yeah because literally we had like a fire almost every other or every shift mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like every Every third day, you're like, "Oh, you guys had fires." Yeah, yeah, That month,
1: I think I remember seeing you. Like, I went from not seeing you when you first got in the bureau to seeing you every shift. I was like, hey. It nice was to meeting you here again. It was yeah. pretty wild,
3: but we, yeah. thank goodness we've you know calmed down a little bit here, and it's been a nice little reprieve and being able, able to focus in other areas and, and try to get a little bit better. Awesome. Well, going back, so you said you've only been in the. In the in the
0: bureau of the office for Over five, months, five, five months, months now. So back when you were yeah. on suppression, uh, my question for you, what was your, what was your go-to firehouse meal to cook?
3: Oh, I tell you, I made a killer meal only one time on probation. So my wife and I would be on and off with the meat stuff. Mm-hmm. Was, it, was it a hot dish? It was not a hot dish. Uh, that was a yes. casserole. <laughs> casserole for normal no. people. No, it's a hot dish. <laughs> so when you go to the firehouse and you make a meal, they expect a lot of food mm-hmm. and there'd be meat in it. Yeah. I made spaghetti and spaghetti for my wife and I was red sauce, noodles, and some mushrooms. So that's what I made. I made spaghetti minus the meat. <laughs> and I can tell you that that was the last time I ever made spaghetti without liking <laughs> <not laughs> that. Especially with the crew you named, that over too well. I had a uh, Lieutenant Ohm there as well. Yep and he's a big meat and potatoes person. Yeah. Um, like, Lieutenant and <laughs> Captain Voloshan, and we're like, what is this? Yeah. But yeah. Oh, I can only so imagine I, how that went And over. then, and I went down to Station One, I made another great meal. You know, I was trying to be healthy, and so I made mm-hmm. a Greek salad for everybody. Yep. And typically when we, like a Greek salad at home, we don't put any meat in it, but I did put chicken in it to keep it somewhat healthy. <laughs> Problem is you use, ingredients that end up costing a lot, especially when you're yeah. eating eight yeah. people. Yeah. So the meal is like eight bucks for the salad. And <laughs> it's probably a good thing
0: you went, went into, the, into the office. Yeah, right? Yeah. So
3: there was a, I got a little backlash on the $8 salad too. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's hard to cook a cheap meal anymore. Yeah, it, hey. I mean, everything kind of goes up inflation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right the, now it's, the, it's tough. Kind of a thing, but you know, for me, like even... Like avocado toast, I enjoy yeah. a good, good breakfast. And yeah. Is uh is Jello healthy?
2: Jello. Yeah. All oh, that
3: sugar. Really. Do you I have think? a favorite flavor of have a
2: favorite flavor of Jell-O?
3: I I do not. Um, I do know there's like a hat mold of Jello. Yeah. If if you look at the screen, <laughs>
0: right, there's, there's, a, the screen
2: there's a there's great, a great
0: good. Uh, Picture, video, not sure what Ryan's got up there. So, <laughs> oh, what, what's that story all about?
3: I have a tendency to leave stuff. or I did did. Like an article of clothing, whether it be a jacket, a hat, perhaps laying around the station. Uh, and I'd be followed up by some people who felt like they were comedians. Yeah. And they would spend a lot of time and energy letting me know that I uh, maybe misplaced. One Of my articles of clothing, uh, I found my my hat in a freezer before. Was it
0: in like water and like, it was an ice block? Yeah, yeah,
3: okay. yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it was frozen pretty okay. solid. And then you would think that I would make you know, or that remind you would remember
1: me. that you put it in the yeah. freezer. I don't know yeah. why you ever do that. I, weird, I like to have it? a
3: cool head when I'm on, yeah. on fire. So yeah. The Frobies yeah. do that sometimes, yeah.
0: they put their stuff in the freezer. Allegedly.
3: I don't know why, I don't, I don't know why they do that. Yeah, so, and then. You know, I don't know if somebody was wearing it because they had a bad hair day and fell in their Jello mold, but I did find I did find it in the refrigerator in a Jello mold as well, which is. You know. I, I
2: heard that name
3: brand Jello would probably work better than uh, generic, just
2: in case anybody was wearing. If was allegedly, yeah. allegedly, you know, yeah,
0: who would, who would ever do that? Oh, I heard that. Any any other good stories from your days on the rig?
3: You know, I'm. And try to st- maintain a real, under the radar sense <laughs> of professionalism. Yeah, and just go to work, do my job. Yeah. Be a steward to the community. You, know, you did really community. good
1: while you were driving Truck 3 because I don't think I ever relieved you once when you were assigned down there. Yeah. <laughs> because the you were out covering <laughs> everyone else's covering lieutenant place, you know? Yeah, my officer at the time didn't even
3: know I was his officer. Or he was my <laughs> officer. <laughs> so, so like working
1: eight, uh,
0: Eight to five, eight to four thirty. Now, do you get as much time to ride your ride your hog?
3: You know, the motorcycle riding actually would be on the up tick. However, there has been some road construction that's um, made the commute to town a little bit more challenging. Yeah, make sure, up your yeah. yeah. yet? No, because I don't want to be a trailer queen. I want to ride it the whole way. Wow. Yeah, so it makes sense. Yeah. sense. yeah, it does make sense. What mm-hmm.
2: CC was that? That's, what CC it, bike? It's what's the make and model? It's a hundred
3: twenty-five CC. <laughs> So it's an all or nothing, you know.
0: Yeah. Between. between
3: your legs, baby. That's right. Yeah. And wow. That's it, good. Once you get on it, I mean, it's a two-up. We yeah. can go around the town if you guys ever want to <laughs> take a ride around. If you ever on get the a sidecar. I'll let you pick me up and yeah. Yeah, drive me off. Oh, I mean, the two-up's a real experience. Yeah. Even Mario Kart goes into a hundred. In case you we were wondering. It
0: yeah. does require flags. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, John, thank you very much
3: for being our first
0: ever guest on the Before the Tones podcast. It's
3: well, I'm glad fun. I came came here today and was able to be your guys' guest.
0: So I awesome. got that yeah. checked off the box of things to do. We appreciate it. Before mm-hmm. we do sign off, Phil, you got a few things that kind of, this is the fill me in segment of the show. Yeah, fill me in. To so, kind of talk about what's going on in the department. Yeah, just just some stuff, you know,
2: that um, you know, we're, we're fortunate, uh, Chief uh, uh, Fire Chief Chief Everett puts uh, an update out. Uh, every Friday, and, and also our EMS director, uh, Jim Hayden, also puts an update out uh, every week. So just, you know, some, some things that are happening around here that, you know, the public doesn't realize how high speed of a department we have. Um, you know, we just recently, at the beginning of the month, we had our Fallen Firefighter Ceremony. We also did a uh, recognition ceremony for our members that uh, get recognized by other members within the department and get nominated for, for awards for achievements and things that they've done um whether it's on the scene or just projects and things that are working out because we have high speed high speed individuals that are always engaged doing lots and lots of projects and stuff that that make this department better and part of why you know this department has an iso rating this department has our cfai accreditation our CAS accreditation all that stuff so uh that was the beginning of the month the strategic planning happened they do that every five years it's a huge undertaking uh, but that helps us set some goals and some achievements and things to shoot for over the next five years. It's It literally is a strategic plan for the department of where we're going to go. Because there's no point, you know, you, you need a roadmap, right? You need a, a a direction to go. Otherwise, you're just you're just treading water. So that was this month. Um, we have concrete work happening out here. We're at the training center today. We've got concrete work and stuff happening for a new training center, new training tower that's going to be out, going up. That's going to be a fabulous, fantastic uh, facility, mul- uh, multiple stores, multiple burn rooms it's going to be a huge uh, advantage for us for uh, training and stuff. Um, uh, Community awareness program. We had a a small citizens fire academy on a a one day event, which our citizens academies should be coming back here hopefully next year um what else we got new rigs new we have four new engines that yeah, are going to be coming that's, that's really a exciting. huge thing because the the rigs that they're replacing have been you know you look at engine one and, and that 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 girl is like hurting that, that yeah. poor thing when it goes down the street it's yeah. you can almost hear it screaming it's to like, be like i cat. just want to die it's just, it's just surviving. oh yeah it, it needs replaces ready so i mean well, we're the, busy we're busy rigs. yep they have a big victory watching them yes the you we'll they have they've their um, and what else? A uh, couple, just a couple other things. The, um, if you guys haven't on our YouTube, which this will get you uploaded to our YouTube page, um, the uh, Day in the Life of uh, Lieutenant SCFR, which we're going to be a whole series of Day in the Life series. Eventually, it was filmed by uh, myself and uh, Keaton Ruskamp and he did all the editing work on it, and stuff, cut it down. It's on YouTube right now. So the Sioux City Fire Rescue YouTube page, it's got twenty four thousand views, last I checked. So uh, check that out. It's kinda, it kind of gives you a behind the scenes look of, of what happens uh, on a daily basis. And then some public events. We're going to be out uh, here this week. We got a couple trunk or treats that uh, guys will be at Thursday um, over at Betty Strong Center, uh, the St. Thomas Church on Pier Street, and Big Brothers Big Sisters from five thirty to. Uh, 7 30 on thursday and then coming up the end of the month we'll be out at the roundhouse out at the uh, uh, rail museum and that will be there from pretty much all day for their halloween event out there so lots of things happening cpad happening epad happening our or testing uh stuff is going on i mean just it's it, 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 sioux city fire rescue is a busy place there's always always something happening always something to do um lots lots going on
0: yeah and next month mustaches that's November yep. we a mustache competition coming up we'll uh, hopefully incorporate that into our next episode Favorite month out of the year that's right it's fun yeah. all the wives and girlfriends good. hate it um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's when we look our best it's when all yeah it's when the public at the hi V loves us because we all come in looking good rocking our mustaches so with that let's sign off with the first episode first ever hopefully not the last ever episode of before the tones podcast. Uh, I'm Ben with Phil, Devin, and our first-ever guest, John Nelson. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening today. If we ever get fans, thank you for being a part of this. Uh, With that, Ryan, roll the end credits. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.